Welcome to the Lyme 360 podcast for all things related to Lyme disease and other chronic illnesses. I'm Mimi McLean, Mama 5, founder of Lyme 360 and a fellow Lyme warrior. Tune in each week to hear from doctors, health practitioners, and experts to learn about their treatments, struggles, and triumphs to help you on your healing journey. I'm here to heal with you. This week's podcast is brought to you by Air Oasis. As a Lyme warrior, I know how important it is to have clean air in the home. I've been using a room air purifier, but recently had to purchase an all-home unit to combat mold issues throughout our house. I did some research and found a great company called Air Oasis. Their air purifiers help fight bacteria, viruses, and mold. So if you have not put in an air purifier into your home, go to lime360.com forward slash air oasis. They carry room units as well as entire home units. Hi, welcome back to the Lime 360 podcast. This is your host, Mimi McLean. And today we have on Krista Nanos. And she's an actress, writer, singer, whose Lime journey has pivoted her life to focus on raising awareness and writing her book, TikTok is Lime O'Clock. Krista was bit by a tick around age eight, and her symptoms were primarily dormant until she was 19 when she took a trip to Guatemala and became extremely ill. She was misdiagnosed for 10 and a half years and saw over 20 specialists, none of whom tested or even discussed the possibility of Lyme disease. After finally being diagnosed and starting a treatment process, Krista contracted COVID and her Lyme flared up again, requiring more treatment. The game changer in her healing journey was energy healing. She wrote her book this year, TikTok, It's Lime O'Clock, being published on January 11th. And it tells all about her Lyme journey and how she's navigating the medical system, navigated day-to-day life with Lyme, and a section dedicated to those who don't have Lyme and everything she'd like them to know. Her mission now is to help others heal. And Krista hosts a support group called Healing Haven Group that meets every week on Zoom that is open to all. To get my Detox for Lyme checklist, go to lime360.com forward slash detox checklist. Krista, thank you so much for coming on today. I really appreciate it. I'm excited to hear about your recently launched book yeah, and your journey and what you're also working on as far as a documentary. Yeah. So um, welcome. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me, Mimi. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. So what made you, I mean, there's a lot of us listening that have been sick, but not many of us have written books about it. So what made you decide to write a book about your journey? Yeah, basically I got diagnosed two years ago, January, 2020, but after being sick and misdiagnosed for over a decade, about 10 and a half, 11 years. And what do people think you had during that time? A lot of it was, it's all in your head. A lot of candida, you have SIBO, you have gastritis, whatever, you know, all those names were. Um, Anxiety, tendonitis, joint pain, all Mm -hmm. these things Mm -hmm. that just weren't lining up and I was getting worse and worse. So finally, ended up really putting the pieces together myself. Got diagnosed two years ago. What tool did you use to diagnose? And was it like a Lyme literate doctor or a regular doctor? How, How did that happen? Well, it really was first speaking with friends of friends who have Lyme. I really got to a point over those 10 years, I'd say the last like five, I really spiraled down and was like actively searching for answers from everyone. And all of my symptoms lined up with Lyme. I got bit by a tick as a child. I remember the tick. I did not have a bullseye rash, but I did not tell anyone about it. I had no idea about Lyme disease. And I'm like, I know it's Lyme. I have proof of this tick bite. I remember it living in Pennsylvania, number one state for Lyme disease. Mm -hmm. So it just made sense. So then I went to a clinic 
in Reno, Nevada, which was amazing. Sierra Integrative Medical Center. And that doctor day one was like, you have Lyme disease. We looked at my blood under a dark field microscope. I saw thousands of spirochetes. They were replicating. They were having babies. Then we did hygienics and I had more bands present than he'd seen in a very long time, despite the bite being over 20 years ago, I was CDC positive. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I was like, I have Lyme. Ended up doing about six weeks of hyperthermia there, detoxing IVs. It was great. I thought that was going to be it. We learn over time that it's not nearly as simple as that. And then I really you know, embarked on this journey and it's been a journey, major, major ups and downs. I'm still learning. I'm still healing. But I think I started writing this book really a year after being diagnosed because this is the book that I wanted back then. This is a book that is easy to understand. It has medical aspects. I talk about all the treatments that I know of out there. There are amazing medical books like Unlocking Lyme, How Can I Get Better? And they're great, but they can be hard to understand, at mm-hmm. least for me, battling yeah. brain fog and a Lyme yeah, patient. Yeah, it's very hard to get your head around some of these it's really, really medical. Hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I wanted an easy to understand, straightforward book, all of my advice, everything I've learned from the past 12 years when I was misdiagnosed to now almost in remission and A lot of it is also talking about living with Lyme disease. I didn't know it was Lyme at the time, but I was sick and I was working and I was dating and I was doing all these things that no one talks about in these other books. So my book is like how you can live with Lyme and still have a really happy life, how Mm -hmm. you can manage, how you can get through. And I wanted a book that was very hopeful. And so I wrote it. (laughs) That's great. Yeah. And then did you self-publish it or how did you get I'm it I'm self-publishing it. Yeah. It's going to come out officially in January. January 11th is the date. You go on Amazon. What's the best yep. way to get it? Yep. It'll be on Amazon. Um, I'm looking into Ingram Spark as we speak. It seems a little bit more difficult, but it's already uploaded to Amazon. So it'll be ready to go mm-hmm. in early January. That's great. Now, was it yeah. hard? Like, do you have to make sure when you write a book like that, that like giving medical advice or how, how does that work. Yes. Well, I definitely have some big disclaimers in the beginning of it. I had an editor and a book formatter who really helped walk me through that whole process. I was like, I want to be covered because it's not really a medical advice book because I'm not a doctor, but I have life advice and this is kind of my story and it's one worth sharing. But Mm -hmm. yeah, basically I'm like constantly consult with your own practitioner, you know, do what's best for you. All of us are different. We have one major similarity and that's Lyme and these co-infections and other toxins in our bodies. Yet all of our stories are different. All of our bodies are so different. Mm -hmm. We each need different treatments in order to heal. So I really, I mention all of them that I know of and kind of like do what's best for you, but, you know, take it or leave it. Here's my order of operations that I think have helped me the most. Now, if someone were to call you right now, like a friend or someone were to reach out and say, okay, I have Lyme. Like, what do you think? What should I do? I would first say like, is this an acute infection or is this a chronic infection? Like, were you just bit by a tick? Because I do have a lot of friends that reach out to me now. If the test test, I'm always like, yeah. I don't care if it was on you for an hour. Get that go. Likely. Like, go. Not everyone listens to me too, which is just unfortunate. You can't you know, I've learned so much <laughs> over these past 12. Like you cannot change someone's mind. You cannot no, you make can't. them do anything they don't want to do, but I will give you all my advice. 
Um, yeah, I tell people now that's my biggest regret. I knew exactly when I was bit, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, it was only on me for a little bit. Like I knew it was only on me for like an hour. I was like, oh, I don't really want to take antibiotics. I'm against antibiotics, you know? And yeah. I didn't take it. And to this day, it was my a re- regret. Because if you think about it, common sense, like I know they tell you it's 24 hours, but like once the skin's broken, like, oh, it's in it. there. Like, it's, it. like if you think about it, why does it take mm-hmm. 24 hours? No, it's yep. the skin's broken. It's like any <laughs> other infection, like AIDS, anything. Like once yep. it's skin's it contact, mm-hmm. it's... I think science is learning more and more too about that. Like a lot of people are changing their minds in the medical field slowly. Yeah. Surely, and it doesn't I even think. need a tip, right? It's sexually mm-hmm. translated, gestationally. Mosquitoes, like, yep. Sex. Yeah. You know, and yeah, in the womb, all of this. Um, I think a lot of it's coming to light, <laughs> hopefully sooner than later. But I do think it's imperative. There's another like agenda, said. though, that's causing it not to. I personally. Oh, think. yeah. Oh, it's, it's so not, political. It's not because had, it's like, oh, the science isn't caught up. Mm-hmm. It's There's an agenda behind it. I don't no, know. What it's it big is. pharma. It's big pharma. They don't have a cure. So therefore, they don't yeah. want to push it. I yeah. Guess. I don't know. It's, you know, when I, I make a lot, I don't know if you've seen, I make a lot of TikTok videos. I've had some go viral and a lot of people started following me. And I really started sharing this Lyme journey comedy videos because that was like my thing before um, I knew I had Lyme comedy in LA. And I experienced extremely hateful comments right off the, off the bat. I was so excited to get that diagnosis two years ago because it was a mystery illness until then. I'm like, yes, I have chronic Lyme disease. It's in my blood. I see it, all this stuff. Within, I want to say 24 hours, it's like chronic Lyme disease doesn't exist. You're making it all up. It's all on your head. You know, uh, and it's like, are you serious? I had yeah. no idea just how political this disease is. It's, it's crazy. It's Until you so have sad. it, you don't, you can't, you don't know. I mean, even the doctors, I've been in an emergency room yep. with sepsis dying. Mm. Like, oh Hey, you don't even know if you're going to make it through the night. And the lady's like, it's all your fault that this is the head ER doctor. It's all your fault. If you die, it's your fault. There's no such yep. thing as chronic Lyme. Why did you put this port in? Yep. And I'm like, finally, like, I was like, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but F you, like you haven't been through what I've been through. So back off lady, like you don't know what you're talking about. Like I literally had a fallout. I think the lady, the woman I was sharing my room with was like, (gasps) cause I finally was like, (laughs) I was, I was mad. I was like, you don't know what you're talking about. My fair share of ER visits, a terrible and they don't believe experiences. What talking about. It's ridiculous. Okay, I so pass. Yeah. what would you say if someone has chronic illness, forget that they just got bit, but they just found out they got diagnosed yeah. and they're chronic and they're waiting the six weeks, two months to see to a see Lyme a doctor. doctor or they mm-hmm. don't have the money to go see a Lyme doctor because we all know it's yep. not covered by insurance and it's yep. not cheap. So is there anything at home that totally. you Totally. And I do write about this in my book too, because it's so important to have like cost-effective treatments because not everyone has parents who can afford everything or a spouse or money mm-hmm. themselves. I think detoxing is so important, taking mm-hmm. your binders. You can change your diet. That was my saving grace for that decade of being misdiagnosed, changing my diet. I don't think that's the answer now that I'm doing all this energy healing and actually able to eat a lot more foods with no reactions. Yeah, I am same too with, now. I've gotten yeah. to that point. Yeah. But before but that, you couldn't have bread, you couldn't have sugar, no you gluten, couldn't have no alcohol. Dairy, none of it. And it can help. It manages symptoms. So yeah. if you're just starting out and you don't know but it's not going to kill do, the Lyme or it's not no, going to kill the parasite. It's a Band-Aid. It's a Band-Aid. But sometimes Band-Aids are needed. So definitely change your diet. I work with remote doctors. And I think that is something that people put off a lot, 
but I have found the most success now working remotely and their wait times aren't usually that high, maybe a week or two. So that's mm-hmm. also something to look into. Mine are also very affordable. The, I find most of the Lyme doctors want you to do IVs and stuff like that. So what do you do if you have a remote doctor? So I do remote energy healing, but I also work remotely for parasites. And mm-hmm. I think over my journey, what I've learned is really that detoxing is number one. You got to open these drainage pathways because when you're going to kill something, if your pathways aren't open, you're going to hurt mm-hmm. and you're going to feel terrible. You know, sweating, peeing, pooping every day, multiple times a day. But then it's parasites. Like parasites mm-hmm. hold lime, they hold mold, they hold heavy metals. I've been treating parasites actively daily for seven months now. And it's been over a year since I passed my first one, which I can tell you that story if you'd like. But I haven't needed to even treat Lyme. My symptoms are just down. They're gone. Most of the time, the parasites or mold are yep. what actually are the symptoms, not are the, the main Lyme. things. Yeah. Even energetically testing, my levels are at zero for those infections. Mm-hmm. So I do think in hindsight, I wish I had treated parasites first, but you know, we live and we learn. So that's what I would tell someone too. I was like, even if you don't think you have parasites, even if your stool tests are negative, for 10 years, mine were negative. Mine have still been negative, And yet I've passed thousands of parasites at this point. So do point. you need a doctor to do a parasite cleanse? Is it just cell core? Do you need a doctor's or can you just go online and buy cell you don't. You definitely don't need one. I do recommend working with a practitioner, a cell core practitioner, but you can buy microbe formulas, which is the same company. I don't know why they have two different names. One is just for you to directly buy it, microbe formulas. And the other is to work through a practitioner and that's cell core. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to work with someone because I constantly change my protocol almost every week. They can muscle test me remotely to really have that guidance because parasite cleansing can be rough. The symptoms, you know, there can be herxing, a lot of mental symptoms, a lot of anxiety, depression, rage. And if you don't have someone kind of walking you through it, it can be really scary. I also do enemas almost every day, which mm-hmm. really helps I get agree. rid of these. Do you do suckers. coffee or what do you do? Um, I do mainly water. So distilled water. I do do coffee enemas every couple of days. Just water or do you put like garlic or anything? Because garlic would nope. be great for parasites. Garlic is great. I don't do that though. I have had so much, so much success just from doing distilled water enemas. And I've also learned that drinking distilled water is a game changer. It is a parasite bomb. It is a major detox of the body because these parasites are living off of toxins in our filtered water. That's environmental toxins, herbicides, pesticides. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. So I switched a couple months ago to distilled Kirk's for weeks. Like it was an absolute nightmare, but now it's all I drink and I'm almost done with the parasites. Like I know I'm, mm-hmm. I can see the finish line. I feel so much better it's just been a game changer. And cell core doctors talk a lot about distilled water and that people just aren't that aware of it. And it's Is really still the same as like having like bottled water. Like if you're going to have Mountain Valley or. Mm-mm. So distilled is very different than spring because spring carries all of those environmental toxins still. And you'd oh, think, really? you know, the major thing that people think they're like, well, you're not getting minerals from your water, but your body really takes minerals from food anyways. It doesn't really process the minerals it takes from spring water. So it is important to up your electrolytes. I like to do something called a salty marg, which is just distilled water and then like Celtic salt and a lime. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, like a margarita, but, yeah, yeah. but not. Yeah. And it's, um yeah, it's, it's really beneficial in fueling you and bringing those electrolytes and that salt that you need, those minerals. 
Yeah, I definitely think minerals is a huge other game changer for me. Like what mm-hmm. at least it was. And they don't people don't really talk about that is because the lime and the parasites love minerals, right? Mm-hmm. So like it, you're depleted and that's a lot of your symptoms too. And the, the feeling exhausted. Yep. But basically drinking distilled water is just, it just starves all the pathogens and the parasites in your mm-hmm. body. So people like I was just drinking distilled water, really not trying to parasite cleanse. And I was passing these massive tapeworms afterwards just from drinking distilled water. But I really recommend people starting slow because it was such a parasite bomb for me. I was so sick and I didn't know why. Wow. That's interesting. Major okay. detox. So you're mm-hmm. also working on a documentary and do you have a name for that yet? Okay. So as of now, I have a teaser trailer out on YouTube and it's called Chronically Krista, When Life Gave Me Lime. <laughs> I don't know if the title's going to change because ideally I'd like to kind of pitch it around. You know, having been in LA for 10 years mm-hmm. and in the film industry, I kind of understand that process, but I've just been focusing on healing hundred percent. And that's a lot of work, but I started filming when I did hyperthermia treatments two years ago, I was, uh, the, the treatments were brutally intense. And I had been watching some documentaries about a man who went on a hike and he touched a bear that was laying on top of a electrical device. And then he got electrocuted and it went through his heart or brain or something. And he lost his arm. He's a famous chef. I wish I remember the name, but it was so inspirational. And he filmed a lot of that on his phone. And me being a storyteller and an actor and a writer in LA, I was like, I got to do something with this, having no idea what I was going to do with it. It just Mm -hmm. started to fall in line. Same with writing my book. It just came so naturally, like share my story. I used to share other people's stories as an actor, and now it's time to share my own. So I started filming everything on my phone the goods and the bads, the highs and the lows, the parasites, the ER visits, you name it. A lot of times I laugh and dance through treatments during the hyperthermia. I was always known for like singing and we called it shake and bake because we would get really cold and then we would shake uncontrollably, almost like having a seizure. And then our fevers would skyrocket. And during that time, I would try to sing off the pain and inspire the other people in the room to sing too. So we filmed some of that. I just like to bring joy. I'm such a comedic relief in this community, I think. Yeah. Um, I try to be at least. And I just wanted to bring people hope. And I mm-hmm. thought that my story was going to be something different than other Lyme documentaries I've seen that are very depressing, that are very scary. And I wanted to have a different perspective from it. So I've just been filming everything. I have a much bigger vision for my documentary to have more people and more voices in it. I don't know exactly where that's going to go because I'm focusing all of my energy right now on the book, but hopefully later this year. And if I can like fully be in remission and feeling much better, I want to plow back into that because I think it'll help a lot of people too. That's great. So where are you at now in your healing journey? Are you almost done? What are you still doing for treatments? I know you, you mentioned the parasite cleanse, but but Mm -hmm. what's next? So last June, June, what is this year? 2021. I had to move home with my parents. I'm at their house now in Pennsylvania, having been in LA for almost you know the past 10 years. I was just so sick. I had COVID January, 2021, took me out really rough, had to go back into Lyme treatments immediately after that. It just triggered everything again. And I realized that I hadn't addressed parasites. So that was my kind of my downfall, which is why I think I got so, so sick again with Lyme. 
And I just, I needed the support. So I surrendered. I'm completely surrendering my healing journey to God's plan, you know, and I'm home. And I have, I have days where I'm 100%. I have days where I am symptom free. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh my God, this is what remission feels like. I'm so excited for it. And then I'll have days where I'm at like 20%, mm-hmm. like the last two days I was hurting. Couldn't get I would say like before when it was bad, I was in bed, you know, like, five out of the seven days a week. And then mm-hmm. it would flip. And then it would go from like two out of the seven days, I would be in bed. And then now it's like two out of the month. Like yeah. you still have your bad days. It's just but like- So much more manageable. Yeah. And I really think I'm almost done with the parasites. It just, it takes way longer than people would think. Unfortunately too, I saw a holistic doctor- when I first passed my first parasite, ended up in the ER because my body ejected it on its own. I wasn't taking any antiparasitics. It fell out of my butt, no poop, just the worm, completely white. Just from the water? No, I didn't even do a water enema. It just fell out of my, my butt. Like no, I no, just... no. You were drinking the distilled water. <laughs> no, this is this is a year and a half ago. Oh, um, no, this is, I was after Lyme treatment six months later. Did you freak? Mold. Oh my gosh freaked, had done a series of colonics, didn't pass anything. And then at home, a couple hours later, crippling pain, went to the bathroom. I'm, I'm so like open about everything, like farted. And then a worm was in the toilet. Um, I called my neighbors and I, w- I was on the floor crying, called my Lyme doctor. It's like 10 o'clock at night, emergency appointment. He was like, go to the ER, like maybe what, what you ruptured ER something. Oh. Well, we didn't, I was like, I didn't even know that was a parasite. I was like a worm was in the toilet, but like, I had no idea what parasites were. It wasn't part of my journey yet. So I was like, I have burst my appendix or something. Like I'm dying right now. Go to the ER. Of course they're like, no, you don't have parasites. I'm like, well, what's the worm in the toilet? No, it's not a worm. Did you take a picture to show? I had a picture they didn't care. They didn't care. Then they shot me up with morphine and then I was out, out. I also had been moved from room to room because I was in. I was. What does the morphine do? Because you were in pain, or you just were pain? Oh my god! I was on the floor crying. Took them an hour to see me. It was during COVID, so no. But even after you passed, you were still in pain. Oh my god! Why worst pain possible? So I think I probably passed that one partially alive. And when you pass a parasite, they release so many toxins in your body. You have to take binders. It's it's like killing Lyme disease at the same time and then not having a game plan. It was yeah. like a massive, massive hoax. And I was just alone, physically, emotionally, everything. The doctors didn't believe me. It was an absolute nightmare. Why were we talking about parasites? <laughs> oh, what's your next step? Like once your next parasites steps. are done. Yeah. So yeah. So then that's when it all started. Oh, and I saw a holistic doctor who was like, take three weeks of mimosa pudicacy and you'll be better. I was like, great. Well, here I am a year and a half later and still not done. It just takes longer than people think, especially because they're reproducing all the time. And if you're still drinking filtered water, you're potentially still feeding them. I think everyone's body is different, but that's been my story. Especially if you're also, if you're having sugar and alcohol, like that, totally. right? They love all of that. sugar. They love the lime. They feed all of that. Pretty much mm-hmm. a lot. Of- yep. So moved home, was like, I'm going to attack these parasites just for the summer. Hit it really, really hard started to get better. And then I learned about distilled water and my parasite practitioner also had just kind of learned about distilled water. So I was like, why do I still have these tapeworms? Why are they not fully leaving? So that's where I'm at now. I've been treating parasites 
for seven months daily. And I do energy healing twice a week, clearing all these food allergies, all these environmental toxins. And it's been such a game changer. I I would say I do have some bad days. Like the last two days passing that tapeworm, I was at a low, like bed bound, probably 20%, felt really sick. And then I'm at like 90% today. Like I feel great. Mm-hmm. But overall, yeah. over the past decade, I didn't know someone could eat three meals a day and feel okay. I didn't know people could eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I just, I was like, my body can't do it. It's just not possible. My stomach hurts every time I eat. And now I have that, I don't have that issue. It's like SIBO or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. I had SIBO, candida, but it's, it's parasites. People don't realize that. It's usually the root cause is parasites because Mm -hmm. I treated SIBO, it came right back. And now I so have when, those once symptoms. you finish this parasite, are you done? Like, are you now like I'm back and I'm moving back to LA? Or are you like I literally am learning as I go? And I feel like every time I finish treatment, I'm like, I'm done. I'm hoping this is the last piece of my puzzle just because I feel so great. I don't think I'm gonna have to treat Lyme again after this. I think the parasites are gonna be it. My goal was to go back to LA. I think I'm probably gonna be moving home in January just because I'm not fully myself. Like days like yesterday were scary. And I have a puppy. Mm -hmm. I got a pandemic puppy who I love to death. She's my little Nova, but I need the help. I need the support. I didn't have family. Do you still have your apartment in LA? LA? I do. Does anyone need an apartment? (laughs) No, I I do because I thought I was moving back and I tried to sublet it. And then my landlord was like, no, which was annoying. But my goal was to be gone for like two and a half, three months max, and then be back in the apartment. And I just been too unwell to go back. I went back for a week just to see how I felt and I loved it. And then I was so sick. I passed like four tapeworms when I was there and it just was a miserable time. And I think I'm finally a hundred percent putting my healing first. I don't really know my next game plan mm-hmm. with acting. I was a personal assistant for a very long time, had a really great job, loved my life in LA, still love it. I have all my friends in LA and I don't know really what next looks like what my next chapter of life looks like, but I want it to be healed. And that's number one. And Mm -hmm. so I think I'm probably going to come back in the new year, pack everything up and go from there. And then maybe move back if I feel like I can fully support myself, but I don't know yet. And that's Mm -hmm. okay. No, it is okay. That's great. Well, thank you. This has been great. I can't wait to read your book and I can't wait to see, you know, what happens with your documentary. Thank you, Mimi. Thank you so much, Krista. Each week, I will bring you different voices from the wellness community so that they can share how they help their clients heal. You will come away with tips and strategies to help you get your life back. Thank you so much for coming on and I'm so happy you are here. Subscribe now and tune in next week. If you want to learn how I detox and you want to check out my detox for Lyme checklist, go to lime360.com forward slash detox checklist. You can also join our community at Lyme 360 Warriors on Facebook and let's heal together. Thank you. Thank you.